For over 50 years, Star Trek has been a part of our lives. In its many variations, we have shared it with friends and family members. Our passion for the franchise has lived on through the years. This podcast is dedicated to those relationships and connections that we have made with Star Trek as the focus. As a father and son, the hosts will shed some light into the differences and similarities seen through the years of watching Star Trek. This is Generations, a Star Trek podcast. Hi, I'm Tim. And I'm Doug Robertson, and we're the father and son hosts of Generations, an independent Star Trek podcast. We're both lifelong Star Trek fans. We want to thank you for downloading and listening. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. We upload a new podcast on the first and third Friday of every month. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just use Generations Trek, one word. If you have an interesting Star Trek story with someone that got you into Star Trek or you got into Star Trek, an aunt, an uncle, a college roommate, parent, sibling, teacher, anyone, just drop us an email at generationstrek at gmail.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you can, please rate and review. That would be fantastic. We have a spoiler. The following contains spoilers from the entirety of Star Trek from the original series through and including Star Trek Discovery. If you do not wish to hear plot points, character development information, do not continue. You have been warned, human. Now, tonight we have a mother and a daughter, and uh, we have never, never met either one of them, but they touched base with us on the internets, so, and they sound like they have an interesting Star Trek story. So what do you say, Doug? Let's beam them in. Energize. All right, we have two special guests. We have a mother and a daughter with us today on Generations. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves? Well, I'm a Puma Bennett. I'm the daughter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, it's probably the voice probably tells you that, but um, I'm a kind of I'm starting a PhD program in the fall at, at Southern Illinois University, and um, I uh, am very into pop culture. And I also have a podcast with my mom called Jumpstart Cinema. Yes. Um, my name is Varda Barkar. I'm Palumba's mother, and I'm a filmmaker, a director. I do sort of eclectic um, group of films. I do feature documentaries, and I've just started to direct for TV. I recently did a episode of 911. Oh, very cool. Um, and so I'm exploring more TV directing opportunities, and I'm in the midst of another production. I did one feature documentary called Big Voice, which was actually airing tonight on PBS SoCal. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And I'm working on another one called Fandango at the Wall, about a musical convergence at the border wall between the United States and Mexico. Interesting. Cool. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Now, who got who into Star Trek? Well, I think that both my mom and my dad were talking about Star Trek Next Generation. 
Okay. Um, when I was younger, I think in high school, I think it was in high school when they started talking, or maybe middle school. Are you and sure then, it wasn't the original Star Trek? Or maybe you were talking, it was the original. Okay, it was the original. And then, yeah. but then I think either you or dad, you you and dad used to watch in, in San Francisco. This is what dad said. Yes. Yeah, and, and then I started watching the, the uh, Next Generation. Okay. And I really loved that when I was kind of hooked right away. I think I, think I either watched on Netflix or DVD. I have the DVDs, but I'm not sure which, if I got the DVDs first then. Whatever. I must have been the DVDs, DVDs first. right? It was DVDs first. So yeah. before, before, Netflix. Before, Netflix. before Netflix, yeah. So it was DVDs first. Okay. Well, Varda, Varda yeah. what's your earliest Star Trek memory? Well, if I went way back, my very the very Im- one image that comes to mind to me is Captain Kirk, and he's on some alien planet, and he's holding his. What is the thing like a, that they shoot like a, with? Like a, like a phaser? A phaser. And he's got his like communication device, you know, and he's sort of like climbing up this very rugged um, landscape. But the other thing I also very distinctly remember is an episode in which he, something, ha- I don't know if he's hypnotized or if he ingests something or something happens and he sort of is falling in love with everybody. I just watched another one just now, just to kind of jog my memory, which I loved. I mean, now I, I want to watch them again, all over again. Absolutely love the original Star Trek. I, yeah. I just love it. How about, yeah. how about you, Paloma? What's your earliest Star Trek memory? Um, I think my earliest Star Trek would be, I think it would be, it would be Next Generation, and it would probably, will be the, it would be kind of seeing him in the chair with number one, number, you know, number one, talking to Will Riker and saying, you know, you know, you know, number one, like, I'm not going, I'm trying to remember the phrase, but yeah, kind of him doing that, I think would be my, my earliest Star Trek memory. Yeah. Okay. Go number one? Or? Go number one. You know what? Because like, I think there's a, there's a, there's a kind of a, there's a, like, there's an order he says every time he wants the ship to go. Engage. Engage. Yeah, engage. But that's my earliest one, probably. Yeah. Wow. What about your favorite Star Trek memory? My my favorite one would be kind of Gia Jax kind of kissing her, uh, her one of her her old from her pardon, from her older lives. Her I think what I forget what host it was, but it was one of the earlier hosts. Oh, okay. My favorite memory is is Captain Kirk, the way he smiles, you know, and and says whenever Spock says something that he finds sort of you know, humorous because it's so logical, whatever it is. And he, and he always has this little smile. And, and that's my whole favorite, my favorite thing about Star Trek, the original one, at least in general, is that it's always, the, the context of it is that, you know, well, the themes are important, but, you know, let's not take this too seriously. He's always kind of got this smoke or the smile on his face. And, it, it, and of course, humor is the most elevated emotion. So... It fits with what Star Trek, you know, is. Yeah. Now, w- when you think of the Star Trek philosophy, what does that what does that mean? Oh, yeah. To me, it kind of it's it, it, between the it's it's kind of to me about diversity helps kind of helps everything. The diversity is important that everybody has a role, um, and along with also 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 the the prime directive I think is also a core part of it. And I think the part that's very important to every episode that I did that. We should harm other cultures, or we should judge other cultures based on what we believe, what we think. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I would agree with that, um, and of course, you know, that is one of the things I've always, I've always liked about it is that it was always seems to celebrate diversity, which I think is a very very important aspect of 
society. Um, the other part, of course, is that, you know, we're like that exploratory, like willing, be willing to go places where no man has gone before. Oh, yeah, you know, exploration. That, yeah, just be willing to, to take chances, to take risks, and to know that you don't know everything and there are places you've never gone and you've never been. So it's very hopeful in that sense. That's very good. I like that. Um, there's a phrase that Star Trek fans use that, oh, that's so Star Trek. Yeah. Or, that's not Star Trek. What does that mean to you, uh, uh, Paloma, when, when, if you say, yeah. that's Star Trek, that's really Star Trek? To me, when I, when I say, like, that's Star Trek, I mean, I, there's this kind of, the part of it, I think, is actually the lightness of it. Because even, um, which I think Discovery kind of struggles with um, a little bit. But I think that, to me, it's, it's a lightness. It's also, it's also exploration. I think if there is an exploration going on, it is in Star Trek. Um, along with also the idea that... Uh, of it being like more being like a philosophical, being more philosophical, rather than very action oriented. Like there is action, of course, especially DS Nine. But I think it's important to, to to be more exploring the inner inners of us rather than the outers of us. I don't know. Okay. How about you, Marta? What, what does it mean to be Star Trek? Um. Yeah, I guess to me, Star Trek to be Star Trek would mean to be concerned with humanity yeah, and to have a, a sense of humor about it and also to kind of, you know, there's that whole logical side, the Mr. Spock side. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if someone's being very kind of, you know, unemotional and also not understanding emotion, that could be kind of like a Star Trek kind of state of being. Um, that's represented, and yeah, I guess to me those are those are the themes that would stand out. That if someone's being Star Trek, I don't. You both mentioned humor too. That's, yeah, the definitely. humor of Star Trek is something. I mean, I, I want to feel good. I want to laugh. I want to see the good interplay between the characters. That type of thing. And you, you mentioned Discovery is struggling with that. I think second season's better than the first season, but I think there's a kind of a darkness to it, especially the first season. That I didn't really quite see as much humor as I think could be. I think uh, this season's a little bit more. I think I can see that more because there's with the banter between Michael and Spock. Um, but I think for a while there in the first season, I didn't. I didn't quite feel like it was so Star Trek. I don't know. But this is my opinion. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Paloma would say that. You know, she was watching it. You know, she said this is just not. It's not Star Trek. It's not your Star Trek. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, and I mean, people say this all the time, but I, and I think that's one thing I do like about Orville, even though I know. Some people don't like Seth MacFarlane very much, but I think that does have a lightness to it. And it is, even though I know it's supposed to be like a more like a mock, mock thing, but I think it's actually honoring it in a lot of really great ways. He's a big Star Trek fan, though, Seth MacFarlane. Okay, have you seen tonight? I feel the same yet? way about um, uh, DS9, because DS9 tends to be a little darker, too. Yeah, it is, yeah. Have you seen tonight's episode of Discovery yet? No, not yet. Yeah, it, you're talking about dark. <laughs> oh, <No> spoilers! <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, we can do spoilers, but okay, not if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> you know, prior to even knowing that we were going to do this, I, I looked up Star Trek on Rotten Tomatoes just out of curiosity, the most current one. Yeah, and um, it, it's very well rated. People yeah. absolutely love it. So yeah. I'm actually excited to watch it. I mean, I my challenge is that I'm a filmmaker, so I do spend a lot of time mm-hmm. doing stuff. So that takes my time, and then. 
because I'm exploring, um, you know, opportunities in television, I'm meeting with a lot of different studio executives. So I have to keep watching all their different shows. I'm like constantly watching shows, trying to keep up with what's out uh, there. So yeah. does it make it hard to watch TV for fun because it's your job too? Are you constantly like, I wouldn't have done that. I, they should have done that. I should have done this. No, actually the opposite. I'm, I'm becoming more and more enamored of, of television and because the shows are just so darn good in general right now. And they're putting so much into it. And, you know, it's kind of from the inside because I'm speaking with a lot of people, you know, in the studios and, and networks. It's because there's so much out there and they all want to kind of stand out. So there, it, it's really is that, that thing, that competitiveness that's happening. It's making them, you know, want to be better and better and better. And they're putting more and more into it because they just, they really want to be seen and they want to be heard and they want their stories to be, you know, recognized. That's 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 very true. Yeah, don't you wish you had the Star Trek budget to make a to make a TV show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, nine one one has a pretty decent. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it does as well. Now, uh, Varda, you sh- you brought Paloma into Star Trek, right? Yes. What, what what was what? Why did you make that decision to share that part of entertainment with her? Um, I thought she'd really like it, actually. And we, you know, Patrick, my husband and I both really, really liked Star Trek growing yeah. up. And it was one of, it, it was, you know what it was? I think it has such a hopeful view, or at least it used to, um, of human nature and of humanity. And it's not that it, it, I mean, it shows the dark side. It's always like this, this push and pull, you know, between the dark and the light. So it's not like it's completely, but ultimately, you know, it, it's, as I said, it's couching this humor, which is a very expansive emotion. And so, you know, we thought that Paloma would really enjoy it. And yeah. just from a very young age, she loved stories. And yeah. She loved, she, she's very immersive. Once she gets into something, she's just like. Yeah, I'm studying it. Well, I'm always, yeah. yeah now she's getting a PhD in, you know, cinema yeah. and media studies. So she, she really is like, you know, put her whole heart and soul into yeah. this exploration. Yeah, and I think also, you know, yeah, 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 I've always very much loved storytelling and kind of forms of stories. Yeah. Interesting. Now, you mentioned... What are you, what are you getting your PhD in? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Oh, oh media, um, it's media, it's basically, it's called mass producing, but it's basically media studies, like film and television studies. So, like, the academic, like, analyzing film and television, basically, in, like, a very kind of academic way. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah. So, I would be, be a professor in, like, Helen says, I actually wrote a paper on Sajia Jackson when I was in my master's on her kind of exploration of kind of her gender identity. Oh. Yeah. Now you work for the Paley Center or the Paley Media? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I do. I do work for the Paley Center. Yeah. I, okay. um, I, I, I work on helping out in the front desk and also in um, the library. So helping people figure out the archive and that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Now, Vart, you mentioned your husband is also kind of into Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you have other family members that are into Star Trek as well? I, I don't know. Is that Christy into Star Trek? I don't know. Oh, yes, is. My, yes, yes, my, my sister Christy. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. She's yeah, very yeah. into Star Trek. So Star Trek is a... Saying, we, we, we just spoke, a few, you know, maybe yeah. a couple of months back, because she lives in Washington, um, that she was kind of hesitant to keep watching because it was, it was getting so dark, mm. the most recent one. Just, she loved it, but she said it was getting so dark. It was kind of, she was thinking about, you know, stopping to watch it. Yeah. Now, has Star Trek affected your relationship between the two of you? Um, 
I think we enjoy watching the movie. We've sort of gone into some of the movies together, I think. And we've always ex- both enjoyed media, so I don't know. Watching I don't know together. Star Trek specifically. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless it's somehow affected, you know, our worldview. Yeah. If so, then yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's hard to say how one's, you know, growing up, how one's worldview is shaped. Yeah. Um, definitely, I think these stories that we watch, especially ones like Star Trek, yeah, so do influence. Influence, influence and influence, yeah. Yeah. So maybe in that sense. Yeah. A shared yeah. worldview. Maybe. Shared worldview, yeah. That's, that's, that's very true. There are a lot of episodes that I watched as a kid. And as I got older, I went, oh, that's what that meant. That's why I feel the way I do about this type of thing. Yeah, it's the, all the me- me- meanings and messages within the Star Trek episodes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, the one I just watched today, which is from the original, was because Paloma doesn't like to watch the original. No. She won't watch it. I, I've, watched, I've watched about two episodes from it. I've watched the, the first pilot, the original pilot with, 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 with Pike. Which I really liked, actually, and then I watched um, an episode where where um, Kirk became what, what do we call it when he when he switched by with a female alien. Oh yeah. Um, whereas because it's like to deal with trans a little bit that one. Um, so because a friend of mine uh, who's trans actually who's a big Star Trek um was making a video about it, kind of told me to kind of watch it. Um, but for me, it's this the effect I just can't get over tech. it. I just can't, can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Star Trek. I mean, I've watched, you know, I mean, I definitely know who they are because I've watched the movie and I've watched the show, Discovery, but I, I've basically watched, I've watched Next Generation, uh, Voyager, Deacon's Nine, and Enterprise. And I love all of those, but I haven't ever watched really the whole thing. Of the, and I've also watched the cartoon a little bit as well. Maybe Star Trek cartoon. Because I really love the original one, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, the one I watched today was fascinating because really what it was about was electric. Not electric. When someone has, uh, you know, when they elect, not electrocute, is it electrolysis? When someone has a mental disorder and they, they electrocute you? What is that called? There's a, yeah, there's a treatment. I forget what it is. They'll electrocute your brain to get you off. Is it electrolysis? Yeah. It's like uh, electrolysis, I think, is air removal. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, when they electrocute you in order to there's a therapy terminal. Like a lobotomy, like in one flew over this cuckoo's nest. Yeah, well, it's it's not a lobotomy, but they actually put you on like a table and they 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 shock you with electroshock treatment. That's what they call it. Electroshock therapy. Yeah. Electric shock therapy. This this episode was definitely, I think, exploring electric shock therapy. But from a critical perspective, like, you know, obviously the writers didn't believe in electric shock therapy. Okay. And I thought that was really fascinating. I mean, that they're dealing (laughs) with that issue. Yeah. The other ones, yeah, they all, that's one really good thing. They all deal with those. That's the other thing. Yeah, DSN deals with a kind of, like, Holocaust in kind of a weird, kind of interesting way about what happens when the, when the, when, the, when the people who've been kind of suppressed become, get powerful again, and that kind of stuff is very oh, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. 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 Now, ha- has Star Trek affected your life? Um, I think, I definitely think, well, I mean, I, I definitely, it's definitely, I think, further into, a, into, I mean, I've always been really into, I think I was into fandom culture before then, but I think it definitely is a bigger fandom than a lot of the stuff I've been part of. I don't, I don't know if I would say Chino, but when I was like 13, I started watching Buffy and got really into that kind of stuff, so I think that's one that really changed my life, maybe. But I think that it definitely is positive in my life. I don't know. It brings me joy. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, again, I think, especially when we're young, when you watch, well, I was in my 
teens probably. Yeah. Yeah, you guys might have been even younger than that because it started when you were pretty young. But I wasn't. You, you weren't watching it then? No. I, I was in my teens. Okay. Oh, my teens when I started to watch it. Um, and I, I do feel like it probably influenced my, my worldview as some other, you know, things that I watched did. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, Varda, tough question. I'm sorry. Do you think that some of the things that you make are influenced by like the worldview things that you were talking about that you learned from Star Trek? Well, I do like to, even though I'm in terms of a viewer, I'm very eclectic and I, and I can get into dark, relatively dark work as a filmmaker. I tend to want to make work that speaks into possibility and deals with these themes exactly, you know, the tone of Star Trek is the tone I like to travel in as yeah, a filmmaker, for sure. It yeah, generally has an optimistic view. It's dealing with the human condition, but ultimately, you know, with humor and in an expansive way, it usually leaves you feeling somewhat uplifted. You know, I aspire to that. So I would say probably it has influenced me, interestingly enough. I mean, not that I've thought about it, but now that you say that, I think... You know, it makes sense that I was drawn to it. And I, I do like to make work that has that tone that it has. Yes. I think Discovery could use you as a director to bring things up a little bit and a little, little bit more fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm up for it. <laughs> Should I make a call? <laughs> part of our car. <laughs> All right, Varda. Who's your captain? Oh, definitely Captain Kirk, obviously. Why? Yeah. Why? I really love him. Um, I love his sense of humor. I love his vulnerability. I love his, you know, he's intelligent, but he's very human. He's very compassionate. He's very alive. You know, he's got, you know, he's, he seems very comfortable with his sexuality. Um, he's oh, yeah. open. <laughs> yeah, which I think is cool. Yeah. He's open. Um, he's, you know, he, ex he's ex he explores things. Um, and he's, you know, I think he's a good leader. Mm -hmm. So I think he's got a lot of really wonderful qualities. And, you know, I, mean, I just think, I don't know, I just find it really interesting. Okay. Paloma, I think I know who you're going to say. Uh, well, for me, I, I would say it's probably because, I mean, I, I just have a hard time picking, but it's probably tied between Picard and, and Janeway. But Picard probably is my, my captain, though. Yeah. Janeway? Yeah, I like Janeway as well. Oh, why I, do you like Janeway? Well, I think that, I think, I like that she's, well, first of all, I like that she comes from a very, she's like very scientific, but she's also, but she has also this really great, she's very technical, very, very, like, this is how things are, but she's also very com compassionate and very understanding and very kind of comes from a different point of view. And I think she also has, um, I think she has a great strength in her femininity, that she isn't trying to be quote unquote masculine, and she's mm -hmm. kind of both this captain, this very kind of, this leader that separates herself, but I think she really explores the issues of, of being a captain, being having to be separated from everybody else, because she's doing with a, she has to be like with these people like twenty four seven for all these years. Like she doesn't get a break. They don't get. They don't get to have to leave. They're always together. So she doesn't have to be this separate person. She never gets to be herself. Really, she always has to be the captain. Yeah, because she was put into a tough, tough situation too. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, and, yeah, and then I just love with Bacar. I just love. I just I don't. Know, I just love Bacar. He's so awesome. It's hard to say. Cause I think because he's my he's my first captain really. Um, so I think it's hard to say, but I think, I think I'd love, he's like, he's, he's a true ambassador. He truly does. He truly is very philosophical, philosophical, sorry, I can't say the word for some reason. Um, and he's just very deep and intellectual. And I think that he's, 
has a really, he's like, you know, he's a truly, I mean, a pastor is truly a Shakespearean actor, and he really brings that to Picard, I think. What do you think of uh, Anson Mount's portrayal of uh, Christopher Pike on Discovery? I think it's, I think it's really good. I mean, it's hard because Chris Pike was like, he was only in really like one, uh, one episode, at least the one I've seen. Um, but I think, I think he does a really good job. I really like him. I think he actually brings a little bit of Kirk to it, kind of in a, even though it's a different, even though it's not Kirk, he has a kind of lightness and he brings kind of the humor as well. Like he, I think maybe that's why I'm liking it more because he just brings, just kind of like he's leaving next season. But he just brings a lot of humor. And I love how he's like a non, no-nonsense kind of guy. And he kind of goes by his, seat of his past a little bit and kind of goes on instincts. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. I hope we do get a Pike series. Yeah, actually, that would be really, that would be really cool. I really like. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll go to Sex and Three Kings or go to a new season of that. Sort of that. Oh, maybe. I'm kind of sad he's leaving Discovery though. I know he's only one for one season. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you have a favorite character? My favorite character, it's again. I I have a hard time picking. It's probably it's Topol and Dzia Dax. I really love Vulcans. So I think that's why I really like Topol. Um, and I'm always like, whenever there's not a Vulcan in the series, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I just think they're really interesting. Um, and then Deep Dax, I think he's a really kind of cool character because he's so layered. Because mm-hmm. he lives so many different lives and different genders and different kind of roles. Because um, he, he comes from Trill, which, are, which have symbionts. And the symbionts move on, but the human hosts, the alien hosts don't. So there's, oh. a, there's a host body and then there's a symbiont. And the symbiont that's why. She's has been a man and a woman. She's wow. had multiple lives. Wow. They move on. They get the first, they keep it named after, so they change the first names and they kind of take in different personalities. Wow. Personalities change when they change hosts. Bodies, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. How about, how about you, Varda? Do you have a favorite character? Well, again, I'm sort of stuck in the past, but... Um... <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. <laughs> when it comes to Star Trek. Um... I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it because I'm torn between Captain Kirk and Spock. I mean, I really love Spock, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't know. To me, you can't separate the two. I guess I'd have to say the two of them as, you know, a gestalt personality or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand that, yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite ship? Oh, um, with, with Star Trek, I it's... For some reason, I, mean, I am a shipper, but for some reason, Star Trek, I never really quite ship so much with that one. I think because I the characters, but I think I like to do Dax with her. I'm forgetting the name of of the other one she was with, but um, this, with but, the does he, but does he mean the ship that they're on? Or this, what is yeah, we, yeah, we don't mean uh, fan fan oh. shipping. Oh, favorite ship. Oh, I understand. Oh, spaceship. Oh, starship. Oh, oh, sorry. Starship. I understand now. I think it's the. I think it's next generation. Next generation. Uh, would be my favorite ship. The, the first ship I ever want. I really love. Yeah, I think that would be my favorite show. That's the Enterprise D. Yeah, Enterprise D. Yeah, ship has a new one. Uh, sorry, new yeah. One, so yeah. Gotta, we care for Sorry. Yeah, Starship. Starship. <laughs> now I understand. Sorry, it was me. It's the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, the originals, so yeah. Okay. I think I have it actually in my room. I have a little model. Oh, very cool. <laughs> How about you, Varda? Is it, is it the original ship that's your favorite, or do you have another? It is. It's the original yeah. Starship Enterprise. Okay. How about fa- too, the Enterprise. It is very good. Yeah. How about favorite episode? Well, I, I have I, I, I listed out my favorite ones of the different of the different series. That's okay. I like Conspiracy for Next Generation. Voyager is Day of Honor. DS Nine is Blood Oath, and Enterprise was the Andorian incident. Yeah, why do you like this? 
I'll have to watch them. <laughs> oh, well, I think with boy with um with the conspiracy, that was the one where where um Picard was going back to Earth and the Earth everybody Earth and, and the Starfleet have been taken over by aliens. Right? Wow. These little parasites. And that one I think is really great because it's a actually it's a darker one. But I think it's a really um I think it's a really interesting character study and them dealing with that. And I think that was really interesting. Um Voyager Day of Honor, um it's that's when that's when uh Balna's Taurus is kind of even though she's always trying to separate herself from her Klingon being, that's her trying to explore a day of kind of a, yeah, her kind of exploring kind of a, a kind of a tradition in Klingon. I always like Vana because he's always kind of fighting between her Klingon being and her human side. And that's really cool seeing her exploring the Klingon side. Um, the Andorian incident, it's really interesting seeing human beings meeting with this force they don't really know very much. The Andorians and them just trying to figure out. And I also think it's interesting because it shows like what mom was saying, what my mom was saying before, the dark side and the light side, that even the, the Vulcans are also doing something bad, even the Andorians are coming and trying to hurt the the Vulcan mucks. They're the ones keeping it secret. So it's kind of interesting. I like the kind of push and pull, like that we we think it's one way, but it's really kind of a mixed bag. It's not quite as perfect as we think. And you mentioned Blood Oath as well, right? Yeah, Blood Oath. Oh yeah, sorry, DS9, I just said that. DS9 Blood Oath. Um again, I love Peter Dax, and I think it's really interesting because it's because Vulcans are I mean, sorry, Klingons are very masculine. They're very masculine. Even the women are very masculine. It's interesting seeing her kind of play out because he's also, because Sudax is also somebody who I think is, is very strong and very fast, but she's also kind of has a feminine and masculine side. It's interesting seeing her take on this, this job of her other host, like her other being. I think it was, again, I think it was, I think it was the one right before her. Curzon. Curzon. It was Curzon Dax. That was one who was this kind of fierce kind of war, kind of war, and I think a lot more out there than she is. Um, I'm seeing her kind of deal with these Klingons who don't want to see her as Curzon. They want to see that you're not my friend. And them kind of taking her in and letting her kind of take on this tradition of killing the, the, the guy who killed their friends. Yeah, that's a great Curzon, uh, Jazia Dax episode. That really, yeah, I, don't know, I really love that. Ep- and I actually wrote a paper about that episode. And I really uh, love that. <laughs> yeah. oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Varda, any favorite episodes? I don't. I really can't call out a favorite episode, unfortunately. Uh, I, can't. I think Paloma helped by having a number of them. She compensates. <laughs> How about the- I, I, I have a hard time. time. I have a hard time picking this one. I'm glad you have more than one. That, How about the movies? Um, I love uh, Star Trek. Oh, uh, do you mean the ones in the Prime World or the or the newer ones? Any movie. I like Star Trek Beyond the, the newest one, new Star Trek oh, movie. I you, you, I thought you did see. It. Maybe forgotten it. I we also we also together, one? yeah. Sort of beyond. It was a couple years ago. Oh, that one I saw. Is that, oh, it's not been one since no, then. Not a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really like that one. Actually. I think that was the most Star Trek of all. <laughs> all the movies. Yeah, probably Star Trek. Yeah, that's what you said before. Yeah, I felt that sense. Yeah, yeah, of the JJ movies. Yeah, that's the most Star Trek you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one too, actually. And, I, and I've seen a couple of the Next Generation movies, but those weren't so good, so I don't think I have a favorite of those ones so much. Oh, uh, you should do a watch of all of them. You should start yeah. with the, the 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 original series movies and just go through because those yeah. are. Yeah, so I've watched. I think I've watched some. Um, I'm trying to. Remember, I think I watched one where they're where they're. Where they're I, I forget the ones I put. I've watched a couple of the movies. Yeah, that, that was that's my favorite movie probably. Yeah. It's funny because I remember when it first started talking about doing a Star Trek movie. And I remember like the reactions to it and the anticipation. And so I, I can go all the way back to, to that period when they started to talk about doing those. Yeah, I, I remember those days. That was exciting. 
Yeah. Have you guys ever dis- disagreed on anything Star Trek related? I don't know. Have I? I don't, I don't remember. I don't. I don't think. So. I mean, I mean, you have more knowledge with the original than I do, for sure. Well, yeah, we disagree on that. I mean, yeah, I really I, love the original. I don't care how. I I almost think. I mean, that's the, the roots of it of the whole thing, and and Gene Roddenberry was involved with that, and and it it he was involved next generation too, though. Oh, was he? Yeah, he, he he died, I think, during Deep Space Nine or Voyage or somewhere in that time. Oh. He was alive for, okay. for that. I think DS9 might have been the last one he had any kind of, or maybe it was Voyager, the last one he had any kind of actual thing he did anything with. Yeah, so I guess yeah. we, we would say that we don't agree on Yeah, I, mean, I think the original series is, is amazing. And I, it just, it's, it's just so interesting to me. Yeah. And it was so innovative. It was such a breakthrough. It was a breakthrough show. And it was something exciting about, you know, those themes, it was so philosoph- I mean, I'm sure it still is yeah. for you, but I mean, for me at the time, it was so eye-opening. Yes. It really and was. It was It was like so breakthrough. Yeah, the first interracial kiss was Yeah, yeah, and doing like things that like truly what science fiction does best, which is to kind of deal with subjects to do with humanity in a way that is distanced enough that, you know, it gets people to engage with it, you know, without feeling like, you know, threatened. And even as far as the technology and the special effects goes, it's really fun to look at those not from 2019, but from 1960 and be like, oh, this was magic when like beaming someone. That's amazing. These effects are so cool. When you think about it, I was just watching Mary Poppins and I was doing (laughs) the same thing. Like this movie must have been just mind blowing when people first saw this. And I think about that when I'm watching the original series, too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the beaming, even like now when I was watching it, I was like, how did they, I mean, now we know how easy it is to do it, but then like, how did they do it? They had to layer it. I mean, who knows? I don't know how they did it, but it was a very hard thing. And then to come up with all those, I mean, now we take it for granted, but like, they're like literally almost like speaking on a cell phone. Right. At the time it seemed like, like so impossible. And like, I mean, one day we're going to do the beaming thing. Oh, I don't think so. I hope not. That's like killing you. <laughs> like, you know, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe. That's pretty cool. I love technology has kind of come to pass, I should say. That's right. Uh, what, what, what I like, like, is on Discovery, too, like when they do the beaming. They yeah. Use, they use a sound effect from the original series. Yeah, they, oh. really, they do. So yeah. it's kind of, they put little cookies in like that for the fans that yeah. no, notice that type of thing. It's kind of fun. Now, has your fandom for Star Trek changed over the years? Um, I think that I kind of know. I think that it seems to me because of Discovery and because of how I think, how actually funny enough, how diverse it is, I think there's been kind of a fraction of people who were like, I don't like these changes. And then people are like, I love these changes. Huh? So it seems to me, I think that, um, I think fandom is very decisive already. I mean, sort of, fandom naturally is very decisive. Like there's always like, who loves, you know, what character and who hates what character, who likes what relationship, who hates what relationship. People always love to be having conflict. I think that's bizarre. I mean, I think fandom is pretty, you know, I don't know why they like that because I think fandom is a time of celebration of love and why we wouldn't hate each other. Or, uh, but I think that, I think that's probably the, the biggest thing that changes. I, I think that I've also noticed that there are people who, um, who, t- who are, who are, who take, who kind of feel really connected to it because it, it, it shows diversity and change and, and people, and has all these new things. Like I know people who are trans who love Star Trek, really love it because it showed them another possibility of how to be. Mm-hmm. So I think I've seen different. I think there's people who are people are like, no, I don't, I don't like that. There's, you know, you know, 
there's main actor. I mean, main, main certain things about it. I don't know. There's some people who don't like it so much, but I don't know. That's what I've noticed. How about for you? For me, um, I think that I. Uh, oh, that's yeah. Has it changed in the years? Through the years, I think it's gone deeper and more. I think it's gone deeper. Like at first, I didn't. I didn't want to watch this night because I was way too different from the original ones that I watched. I'm like, oh, I love this. Um, so I think it's it's gone deeper. I guess over the years. Okay. How about you, Varda? Do you think, like, writing about it, you, you said you did papers about Jadzia, has that yeah. made you more of a fan because you had to dig in so much? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I think, I think, um, I think Allies Things has made me more of a fan. I think that, um, I've, I think I was, I did that kind of naturally already. I, I like to kind of really dig deep things and analyze things and kind of think about them. Um, so I think that kind of, but I think, yeah, I, I you notice smaller details and, and more deep things when you're, when you're kind of, yeah. How about you, Arda? Has your fandom changed for Star Trek? Um, well, I, I would, from a personal perspective, I would say it hasn't changed because I haven't kept up with it. Okay. I do want to make one comment about fandoms and fans that has changed um, that I've noticed and especially, you know, I've observed with Paloma because she's sort of kind of entered into the fan world and really opened my eyes to it. I don't know new terms. It's also because but I've seen the influence and I even noticed like today I had a meeting at NBC and they were literally say, talking about the shows and then talking about how the fans responded to the shows. And so one, one of the things that I have noticed, and even on 911 I noticed this, how important the fan world is to the creation of shows now and how they actually help shape them and do sometimes shape and determine them. Yeah. And that's, that's because true. of social media and because the, the fans now have a voice and the voice is large and it can be quite loud. And so I think that's really fascinating that the, that, that the people watching it are almost like somewhat invested now as creators of it at the same time. And I think that that's very exciting. And I think it's sorry. Go ahead. I'm go ahead. sorry. Do you think it's good or just fascinating? I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it's making the work better, and I think it's making you know it's it's making people rise to a higher bar and a higher level of storytelling. And I, I think it's, you know, I don't even feel like I need to judge it, honestly. I, it just is, uh, basically. It's just kind of a new dynamic. And I think it's interesting. I think it's fascinating. We're doing a podcast. Um, and um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's exciting. I love innovation and change. And, you know, I love it when things are just kind of stirred up because it's just alive. So, so being a director, though, would would you be concerned with how the fans are going to respond to what you're directing? I would want people. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, you know, as a filmmaker or, you know, director or creator, you want it to be heard and received the way you intend it. And so it does matter how it's being received because you might be telling it things in a way where you think you're telling it a certain way, but you know, media is interactive. It's like it's being created and put out, but then it has to be received. 
So it, it exists both as yeah. a you know giver and a taker, yeah. a receiver and a giver. It's both, giver the, it's both the image and the, and the, it's yes. the image and the mirror. So it's they have to work together. Yeah. So it does matter, in my opinion, how it's being received and how it's being interpreted in the sense that it's being received in the way that you, you know, you intend it to be heard. Yeah. But I don't when I make personally for my own work, you know, directing for TV is very different. But for my own personal work, I make I have to use my, my, I just use my own inner compass mm-hmm. you know, as to, you know, what excites me, what I think is truthful and meaningful and interesting and engaging. And, you know, then when you show it to an audience and you start testing it, then you see, okay, there, you know, might be hearing a little, and you make adjust, small adjustments. But I, I, I feel like, you know, I am an amalgam of society. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm not an individual. No, none of us are. We're, we're like, you know, genetically and yeah. psychologically and in every way shaped by what it means, what human is. And a lot, most of what we are is what everyone else is. We're very, like, very small parts of us are unique. In fact, almost none, none of, nothing of us is unique, truly. So I am you, in a sense, when I make the film. Okay. Yeah, I guess, I mean, in the old days, pre-internet, you didn't have the immediate responses and criticisms to your work. I mean, now there's people that live tweet during different shows. There's actors and directors that live tweet during the shows to get the feedback. And that's a whole different thing to look at. And, you know, the loudest people on the internet are the negative people usually too. So you've got to be able to filter that out and, you know, not let it really affect your work, I would think. No, that's true. And also there's there's biases. Like, you know, some people might be homophobic, for example. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a scene, you know, with two men kissing or whatever, you know, when you're making it, you're just seeing two human beings in love and they're showing affection and that's just, you know, it just feels natural and yeah. just normal. True. Then if you're being received by someone who thinks that's wrong, then they can act up online and say bad things about it. True. Now we right. There is that side of it. Yeah. Now we might've already asked this question in some kind of a way, but what has Star Trek taught you? Oh yeah. I think, I think Star Trek has taught me to be compassion, compassion is the best route, I think, actually. Compassion? Compassion is. Because I think even though there is a lot of, you know, conflict that happens, I think I think every I think the prime directive in this aspect I think is a very part of the part of the show is about compassion for others. I think that's what it's taught me. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's taught me that. I also think it taught me that it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can, it's okay. And you can be friends with someone who, you know, and love someone who doesn't even understand what love is or can't quite connect, or you can be with, you know, enjoy people of all different types and all different sorts. So I guess, you know, ultimately that is compassion, but it, it, it's taught, you know, definitely taught me that. And it taught me to, to want to go out and explore the world and to be adventurous. You know? I like that. Have you ever attended any Star Trek conventions? I've attended conventions, comic conventions. Some of them involve Star Trek stuff. But I, I, would, I would like to go to a Star Trek convention, but I haven't been to one yet, no. No, no I haven't either. That would be fun. That would yeah. be fun. There's a big one every August, uh, Star Trek Las Vegas. <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun. It's five days of meeting Jean-Luc Picard and Catherine Janeway and... and William Shatner shows up and all the stars show up and they have panels, discussions and everything. And that's, that's a lot of fun to go to. That's one thing that Doug and I have done together for like the last four years. 
that's cool. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's our thing to do together. So it's, it's, Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. Now, if, if you were to go, would you dress up? Um, I'm not a big cause. I don't, I don't, I don't do much, too much. I don't know. If I, would, I, probably, I might get like a shirt to wear, but I don't know if I would, I would dress up for mafia. Yeah. I don't quite do that too much. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't. Oh, come on. Come on. Who would you dress up as if you could? If I were to dress up as me, I, th- I think it would probably be like, probably do like, Probably do Jane. Probably Jane. I'm probably like, I'm probably do Jane. I would think, yeah. Okay. I'll do Voyager, kind of Voyager up. I would think maybe. Or yeah, I think. Okay. Like, throw some trill dots down the side. That's good. I mean, that's that's that could be fine as well. Because all the universes are kind of different depending on what kind of show you're doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. They all look quite different. Yeah. Sometimes like it's. Re- I feel like I've been worn something or done something like that but i just can't remember where but i definitely you maybe halloween once or not for halloween oh. i feel like i was involved in something i don't think it was a convention but maybe it was some kind of thing where people dressed up as star church i just can't remember what it was and do, do like a, a meeting somewhere or something a long time ago oh wow that's remember. cool oh yeah if you're like me, you've probably killed those brain cells to remember those things, right? <laughs> I don't remember very much. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you've gone to other conventions, though, not Star Trek. Yeah, I've been, I've been, yeah, I've been, yeah, I've been to Comic, I've been to San Diego Comic Con, I've been to San Francisco Comic Con, I've been to kind of Los Angeles, been to Los Angeles Comic Con, and I've been to a kind of smaller kind of Comic Con too, like kind of like a toy Comic Con kind of thing. Okay. Um, I've been to a number of comics. I, I love going to conventions. I just, I think they're really fun. Um, <laughs> what do you like to do when you go? I like to, well, first I like to go to, a, I like to go to a panel. Um, and if there's something I really like, I will sometimes buy it, do an autograph line. I also like to go and find the best deals of things. Okay. <laughs> That's basically another thing. And I like to, to kind of um, meet with some people as well and kind of just explore the whole thing. I like, I can I can kind of do it for like a day or maybe two days, but other than that, I think I get a little too exhausted after this. It's pretty intense, a lot of people. Um, but it's, I, I like to kind of I really love you know going to panels and doing different kind of and sometimes you know I went to a really cool panel last time kind of with a, that kind of that was really interesting stuff. But yeah, no, I just love going to like this exploring, just being part of the whole thing, the whole experience. Yeah, it's a fun group of people. It's nice to be yeah. with your own, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's like your own tribe. Nobody's everybody's like you kind of around so that's kind of fun yeah that's why i like film festivals <laughs> that you're with your people yeah exactly. i like that um uh do you have partners and are they interested in uh star trek i know you mentioned your husband is but how about you, how about you paloma no no i don't i don't know no, I don't know. no um no yeah any friends that you guys talk star trek with or well, I, I, I'm part of the Star Trek LA away team, so um, so I guess those are my friends who like it. Um, I have a couple of friends who like it, yeah. Okay. But not, yeah, but I don't think I don't know. If, I don't. But then, yeah, yeah. I do have a couple of friends who like it. I think through that, basically. Yeah, we were supposed to meet up on Sunday, weren't we, at the Pally Fest? Yeah, I, I, I think I might have passed you by. Oh, I don't remember what oh, happened. Oh. I didn't quite see you. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't make it for lunch beforehand. Yeah. Everything I made that. that was that was pretty crazy. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was- um, so, how do you consume Star Trek? Is it just through TV or DVDs? Do you read the books, the comics? I am. Um, I, I consume it through uh, 
I, I do have DVDs. DVDs are VOD, and then I also read some fan fiction. Oh. I read a, a lot of, I read Amanda and Sarah fan fiction um, because I, I, I really like well, Balkans. <laughs> and I think that's kind of, um, and there isn't too much film class on that one. But I, I do, I, re- I like to, I've read, I've read a couple of comics too. I've read a comic as well. Some comics are as well. Okay, be honest. Have you written any fanfic? Not of, I've written fanfic, but not of Star Trek. I've <laughs> okay, who did you write fanfic for? Buffy? I, I, yeah, actually, I've written Buffy, The X-Files. Um, oh. Sons of Anarchy, actually, and as well as uh, The Tudors. And I think Battlestar Galactica as well. Okay. Yeah, so some sci-fi ones there, yeah, Battlestar. Okay. So you, you, you mentioned you're watching Discovery. Yeah, I am watching Discovery. What do you think? Uh, well, I think I really love the second season. I'm really loving it right now. I really love Michael Burma as a character. I think this is really cool. And I liked, I like the representation of Sarek and Spock so far. I know some people, I think, I think they're doing a really good job, both of them. Um, and I think, I, I don't I was a big fan of Lorca, but I like the new one. I like Pike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, I really, I do, I'm, I'm loving, I'm, I feel like, I, I also have a really good sci-fi show, but I'm trying to feel like it's a good Star Trek show, too. So. Yeah, Ethan Peck is doing a great job on yeah. at Spock. He's really he is. is. Yeah. What do you think of uh, 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 Mary Weissman as uh, Tilly? Oh yeah, she has not been in too many. She's only been one episode so far, really. No, no, the Tilly, the redhead. Oh, t- oh sorry, Tilly. Oh, I like I like Tilly. I think she's kind of fun and light. Yeah, I, li- I like her. It kind yeah. of reminds me of some. Yeah, I like her. I do like her. Yeah. Yeah, she brings the light to the show. She does bring lightness, and I and I also like the uh, how they're kind of playing with with an engineer age with them, and and kind of having him the the the, the, the uh, sorry <laughs> sorry my dog's looking at me um, <laughs> with I have some cream on my hands um. I like how with the, with the, with the sport drive, and that's really kind of cool. They're kind of doing something new with that thing as well. Um, and kind of playing with, because he's an engineer, but he's not really the engineer, because he's doing with the sports. He's more of a scientist. I thought that was interesting. Okay, Marla, what about you? Are you, you watching Discovery as well? No, but I think I will. She wants to watch it. I do want to. Again, as okay. I said, sort of, I was just shooting in Mexico, and prior to that, I've just been having to watch a lot of different shows that because I'm having all these meetings. Right. Um, right. right. No, it's, it's very specific right now, the kind of viewing I've done. But I would like to watch it. I used to watch Star Trek. Yeah. I'd like really? to watch yeah. it. I want to watch it. I, as I said, my sister said it's really wonderful. Paloma says yeah. it's good. So Yeah, give it a shot. I tell you what. When you watch all of Discovery, we'll have you both back on and we'll talk Discovery. How's that sound? Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, okay. Great. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Well, so there's a lot of shows in the work. There's yeah. a Picard show. There's animated shows. What do you think about the future of Star Trek? I think it's really bright now as a fan. At least. I, I think there's because there's there's so many different things. There's also so many other ways of exploring. And I think they told this is Haley's best. There'll be different tones, all of them as well, and different things. So I'm actually I'm really looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to the future of Star Trek. So there'll be more stuff available. <laughs> to yeah. See. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Are you interested in the anim- the animated series at all? I watched. I have watched the animated series, the original animated series. Okay. I watched. I watched one with Spock, where Spock goes back in time to his younger days when he was. Mm-hmm. Going, um, I mean, I think there's a, there's a terminology when they go out into it. Cal, Cal, something. Um. Anyway, that, that was a really good episode. I watched a couple of the uh, the, the the cartoons actually. As well. Okay, Doug, do you have anything you'd like to add? Uh, no, it was really nice to have him on, and this is super interesting. I, I can't wait to watch some of the stuff that um Varda's making. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, do you have any additional information you'd like to share with our listeners? Um 
You mean about you about the thing, or your podcast? Oh yeah, well our podcast oh, is true. Jumpstart Cinema, oh, um, and you can find it in the New Frontiers of Los Angeles website if you go to uh, the media tab, and then you kind of click the uh, uh, press, and then if you go to those down, you can there's a little like blue thing that says you know, uh, Jumpstart Cinema, and you click that, and we have all the episodes. We have eight episodes so far. So if they went to like nfmla.org slash events. Oh, then that's, that's not the event time, Mom. That's the, they want to know oh, about the okay. events. Well, how do they get to the podcast? They go to press. They go to media, then oh, they press, press. They go to media, then they press press, and then they go through the link. It says the oh, Jumpstart right. Cinema link there. Yeah. We have all eight episodes. That's right. right. So, people can listen to yeah. Yeah. That's right. It says newfilmmakerla.org, and then go to press. Yeah. And at the very bottom, they, they list all the, the podcasts. Yeah. And we're getting we're getting a really nice um, audience. Yeah. Building, so oh, Nice. Yeah. Now, is it available on iTunes as well or just from that site? I think just that site. I don't – yeah, that's just that site. Yeah, okay. New Film Like LA promotes – it was on their website and it's okay. also on the on, – on, on their Facebook and also on their Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. there's some – and they promote it. So they've got a pretty good audience that you know, they draw to the podcast. Great. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the podcast today and sharing your Star Trek story with us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, really great got to have you. Star Trek. All right. Live long and prosper. Yes, live long. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. live long and prosper. All right. Well, that was fun having uh, Varda and her and her daughter Paloma come on the podcast today. Two very interesting ladies. Yeah, and it was really cool to have a creator, someone who's currently making things in the media, talking about the fan reaction in the media and how she reacts to fans, and then putting that in context with uh, her fandom and watching Star Trek, and then also hearing about how she not even maybe realizing that Star Trek is influencing some of the choices that she's making and what she's making. That's pretty cool. That is cool. And that's what we're doing with this podcast. We're opening people's eyes to the influence Star Trek has had in their lives. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, Doug, what are you up to these days? Uh, Like always, um, I am trying desperately to sell books to teachers (laughs) (laughs) uh, while also teaching myself. Uh, so you can find all my books on Amazon. Uh, He's the Weird Teacher, The Teaching Text, You're Welcome, and A Classroom of One, and then my novel, um, The Unforgiving Road. So all of those are on Amazon in ebook and paperback. Uh, and I'm also writing weekly on my own website, He's the Weird Teacher. Blogspot.com, which is almost always teaching stuff and really often has some kind of Star Trek thing because it's how I process the world. So I can't help but make Star Trek connections when I talk about teaching. And then and you can as, find me on the Twitters at the word teacher. Yeah. And I recommend if you're a teacher or know someone that uh, is a teacher, you follow Doug on Twitter. He's got some really great information and good stories about his classroom and things he's learning as being a teacher. Yay. Yay. What are you up to? With, uh, I have another podcast I've spoken about before, but it's called The Observer's Notebook. It's the official podcast of the Association of Lunar and Planetary Observers. That's a group I've been a member of since the early 70s. 
Um, it's a group of amateur astronomers that look at the moon and the planets and all solar system ob objects like that. And we've got about 65 episodes currently online. We upload twice a month. But I've talked to uh, individuals in the ALPO and also astronomers from all over the world. And it's, it's a fun little podcast to listen to. So if you know an astronomer or you are one, look for it on iTunes. It's, again, The Observer's Notebook. Uh, we'd like to thank Sarah Windish for supplying the music that we use for every episode. You can find us all over the internet. Our email is generationstrek at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at generationstrek and on Twitter at generationstrek and on Facebook at, wait for it, generationstrek. That's right. I know we're real sneaky about where you find us. It's called a brand, Doug. Kind of like the weird... Like the weird teacher is a brand. Yeah, it was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> it was an accident. Star Trek's themes of hope, diversity, peace, and unity are messages that we all should cherish and pass on to our friends and family. This podcast is a vehicle to show just how fans of the franchise share their Star Trek memories and passion with those they love. Thank you for listening to Generations, an independent Star Trek podcast. That was fun, Doug. It was fun. Love you. Talk to you later. Love you too. Bye. Bye.